hauling Just look at the load I'm hauling Hard work, I hit it harder Ain't nothing new for a backwoods farmer Sun up to sundown Backing up traffic all the way to town Camo hat and a farmer's tan Welcome to Fast Line Fast Track, presented by Fast Line Media Group, your innovative consumer resource and marketing partner of choice for the evolving agricultural community. Now, here's your host, Brent Adams. Welcome to another episode of Fast Line Fast Track. We're glad to have you with us. On this episode, liquid transfer equipment maker Puck Enterprises made a big acquisition. We'll talk with company president and CEO Jeremy Puck about what that means. We'll take a closer look at the dairy industry in light of COVID-19, and we'll hear the music of rising country music artist Sam L. Smith. He presents some new music as well as a tribute to his fellow Blue Jacket buddies in the FFA. You won't want to miss a moment of it. Let's go. Well, first up this week on Fast Sign Fast Track, we want to take you out to Manning, Iowa, where we were just about this time last year, uh, visiting with the folks from Puck Enterprises. I want to bring in Jeremy Puck, the president and CEO. Uh, they've just uh, recently made a big acquisition we want to talk about. And Jeremy, welcome into Fast Sign Fast Track. Good morning, Brent. Thanks for having me on. Well, I tell you what, uh, late last week, you guys announced the acquisition of U.S. Coupling and Accessories Incorporated, which is a hose connection and fittings manufacturer. Break this down for us, because this really kind of uh, put, puts another piece of the puzzle together here. You guys uh, do a lot in uh, pumps and, and water handling, and you two years ago purchased a hose company, and, and now you've got uh, couplings and accessories to go along with it. Yeah, thank you, Brent. Exciting opportunity for us that showed up. I'd say about a year, year and a half ago, um, after we made the acquisition on Bulldog Hose, um, we had the, the owner of U.S. Coupling reach out to us, and he was looking for some transition in his own business. Um, we've been a, a longtime uh, vendor of his, and he was looking for some more opportunity, and I think this complements what we're doing right now today very well. Uh, this will help give us more opportunity for our customers uh, to give them better products, better lead time, and hopefully you know, continue to evolve the marketplace that we're, that we're competing in. So U.S. Coupling is based in Dothan, Alabama, and from everything we understand here, that leadership team is going to stay in place, and everything is going to move forward uh, as business as usual there in Dothan. That's correct. There really won't be any fundamental changes to the business. Uh, what we hope we can do is expand some of their offerings to help complement what we do at Bulldog Hose over in uh, outside of Raleigh, North Carolina, and then also bring some uh, milling and lathing capabilities, some machining capabilities to the business here of Puck here at home home base. So home base there, you, you've now been in this building just about 10 years where you're at a beautiful state-of-the-art building there in Manning, Iowa. And uh, uh, you just celebrated your 40th anniversary th this past year. How does what's going on with uh, U.S. coupling uh, and everything with Bulldog Hose a couple years ago kind of put everything together here because I understand a lot of this was driven by customer demand. Yeah, so um, again, pretty exciting times over the last 10 years. Uh, we were about 13 people uh, 10 years ago when we came into our, our first manufacturing facility and through customer, customer demand and through the innovation and equipment and uh, you know hearing what the customer has to say and being able to adapt our equipment in a, a very niche market of both water transfer and liquid manure movement, um, you know, the customers have uh, have demanded uh, change and efficiencies, and we've been able to respond to them. So in the last 10 years, the business has grown to just over 170 employees now and uh, just closed in our second acquisition, which we're hoping will bring, you know, continue to bring those 
those new innovations and in product lineups, uh, be it from, from the water handling pumps and control systems to the hose that they need to actually transport the liquid through, and now bringing the connections online that really just complements the hose side of the business and the steel manufacturing side of the business here in Manning. So you guys uh, were, were kind of born in the agriculture industry, but uh, with, with these acquisitions it have really branched out. What has that been like to uh, test the water, so to speak, in, in some other industries? Yeah, the core and the heart of, of Puck is still uh, still on the ag side, uh, helping people with liquid manure movement, um, getting things done more efficiently. With all, the wa- with all the weather pressure we've been dealing with over the last couple of years, you know, Finding a way to get this done as quickly and efficiently, uh, maintaining clean water and clean air uh, for, for all of us in agriculture is a, a core focus of ours. But by branching out into the, the hose manufacturing side of the business, that brought on a fire side. So we build, we build fire hoses for fire trucks. We build large diameter hose for water transfer uh, and water industrial, what we call industrial firefighting all of which complements what U.S. Coupling does for us. They're building different styles of couplings for the different marketplaces. So um, from the oil and gas to industrial fire to we do quite a bit of uh, military fuel hose also, um, it's really opened our opportunities to to, to work into new markets and provide a little diversity to the business. Well, for anybody who's listening, one of the exciting new things you guys have done recently has been to upgrade your e-commerce site. Tell us a bit about what you have going on there. Yeah, just trying to find more ways for the customer to, to get what they need uh, in a manner that they want to receive it. So as, as everything today, having an e-commerce site uh, gives that customer the time to be able to go do their research, uh, look at different products, do their own evaluation, um, and, and just gives them another tool to see what's out there in the marketplace without uh, direct contact with salesmen and to do it at their own at their own time and at their own pace. So this uh, U.S. coupling acquisition shows that you guys have not been standing pat here during uh, the past few months when everything's been going on with COVID-19, but how has that affected the business and how have you managed through that? You know, it's been a real concern of ours and uh, um, I'm sure it's, a, it's been a real concern of everybody in agriculture. Uh, times are tough right now, but we also believe that through agriculture, you know, it's going to be the backbone of America and, and it's going to withstand uh, withstand these, these horrific um, pandemic that we're going through right now. And for our business, it's trying to find a way to bring more efficiencies to the to the customer. Whenever you're you're challenged with a way that you got to change the way you do things, um, if you can continue to bring a way of getting things done more efficiently and more profitably for the end user, uh, we've been able to withstand some of these uh, challenges in the past years. Be it from from different swine uh, swine flus going around, or disease, or emissions changes. So it's not something that's brand new for us to withstand a, a pandemic or a, an obstacle. Uh, but but it has definitely brought some worry into our customer base, and I think it also shows that the backbone of America and agriculture uh, is willing to withstand through it and uh, is going to carry us through this. So for anybody listening to this who is in agriculture, why should they be paying attention to what Puck Enterprises is doing and, and what you guys bring to market? Well, I think what we can do is we can bring value. The way that we look at our business is we want to create return on investment for our customers, and we want to be able to bring them solutions that allow them to get things done in their business faster, more efficiently, and either more profitably or as a cost savings um, so that they can continue to do you know, what, what might be their core, which is raising animals or raising uh, commodities. And we just want to be the support tool that can uh, bring some new, exciting um, technology and new ways of doing things into the, the marketplace of manure application and how we can try and get that done in, a, in the safest, most efficient way possible. So let's remind the folks, if they want to check out everything you have to offer, where can they go? 
best place to find us would be at puck.com. Um, again, Puck Enterprises based out of Manning, Iowa. You can always reach us on the phone at 712-655-9200. Well, uh, Jeremy, uh, congratulations on the acquisition, and uh, you guys are a class act, and uh, we sure appreciate you taking the time to come on here to talk about uh, acquiring U.S. Coupling. Brent, thank you and Fastline very much for your time. Again, that was Jeremy Puck, president and CEO of Puck Enterprises. Well, next up this week, the folks at Dairy Management Incorporated are the ones who manage the U.S. Dairy Checkoff Program. They know times are tough for U.S. dairy farmers, and they're working to open up more markets across the world. DMI CEO Tom Gallagher says they've had to change some things they're working on because of COVID-19. International, national, and local promotion groups as we went into COVID-19 have changed our plan to meet the immediate need, which number one is to get food in the hands of people to increase sales and to help people who are hungry. The other thing that I want to assure you, well, a lot of our efforts and money have been diverted to these important things. Well, there's a long way to go yet. The bottoming out of the dairy sales to the food service industry brought on by COVID-19 is slowly beginning to correct itself. At the lowest point, the number of transactions at the quick serve restaurants, the McDonald's, etc. The number of transactions were down 42%. Right now, they're down about 20%. Now, that doesn't mean that the dollar value of the transaction is the same, but the percent of transactions and people going is better than it was. On the full service restaurants, the transactions were down 80% at the height, are down 60% right now. And most of the increase in the down is due to the restaurant's doing curbside and contactless and this and that. Tom Vilsack, CEO of the U.S. Dairy Export Council, who was on the show earlier this year, says the first three months of 2020 were surprisingly positive for dairy exports, despite COVID-19 taking place in markets around the world. For the first three months of 2020, we actually exported 44,000 more metric tons of product than we did in the previous year for the first three months of 2019, adding an additional $237 million of value in terms of purchases. When you compare that first three months of 2020 to the the first three months of 2016, the year before we began our next 5% effort, we actually see 109,000 metric tons more being sold in that first three months in 2020, notwithstanding the virus, an increase in value of $528 million over what was sold in the first three months of 2016. Vilsack said the Dairy Export Council is focusing a lot of attention on Southeast Asia, one of the fastest growing markets for U.S. dairy products. We just recently hired an insights person to work with us in Southeast Asia. That is a very important market for us. And actually, the first three months of 2020, it surpassed Mexico as our number one market for powder. We have more partnerships. We continue our culinary partnerships with a number of culinary institutes to encourage the next generation of chefs and food leaders to understand the importance of U.S. dairy ingredients and cheese. More promotions involves us continuing our efforts with Costco in China and elsewhere. We're seeing an increased interest on the part of Chinese and other consumers to sample U.S. cheeses. Vilsack says they're even going door-to-door in some parts of the world to spread the message about American dairy products. We have an interesting situation in the Middle East and North Africa where we are essentially putting recipes using U.S. cheeses in grocery bags and even placing them on doorknobs in homes to encourage folks to consider the opportunity of U.S. cheese in meals that they are producing. Again, that was Tom Vilsack, president and CEO of the U.S. Dairy Export Council. 
And sticking with the dairy industry, the nation's dairy farmers are getting much-needed relief from the coronavirus food assistance program, but will need more assistance later this year. The National Milk Producers Federation says projected losses of $8.2 billion based on USDA data placed them among the hardest-hit U.S. agricultural commodities. Still, the CFAT payments will help, and the dairy industry welcomes the program. NMPF spokesperson Chris Galen explains the payment formula for dairy producers. The formula is rather complex, but what it boils down to for a dairy farm's production in the first quarter of this year, the payment is going to amount to $6.20 per hundredweight. And that's a combination of two different funding streams. But the bottom line is that we already know what everyone's production was in the first three months of the year. And you multiply that times $6.20, and that is your payment. There's a payment limitation of $250,000 per entity, but some operations are eligible for more. There are some operations, depending on how they are legally configured, that are eligible for more than that. And that was something that we were interested in seeing happen because we know that a lot of farms otherwise would have been discriminated against by the earlier payment formula that USDA had proposed. But we do estimate that this is going to put a lot of money in people's pockets at a very important time as they deal with the worst effects of the coronavirus outbreak on the dairy economy. Galen says milk covered in other USDA risk management programs is still eligible for CFAT payments. One of the other things we'd work with USDA to do is to make certain that any milk that's already enrolled in other risk management programs like forward contracting, the dairy margin coverage program, the dairy revenue protection program, there would be no restrictions on being able to also get a CFAP payment. And we've been assured by USDA that is the case. Therefore, if you are using other risk management tools, the CFAP then also will help mitigate against the loss of revenue, which we know there's going to be some of, but certainly it's not as bad as it could be thanks to the amount of money that we're talking about, at least this spring. Farmers can sign up for the CFAP funds now by contacting their local farm service agency office. Galen says the relief package is welcome, but more is needed. We know that the damage is going to be worse before it gets better. We know that this money that USDA is allocating is not going to make everyone whole over the entire course of the year. So we're already talking with lawmakers about getting some additional assistance for agriculture. Now, the House of Representatives passed something called the HEROES Act in early May. It doesn't look like the Senate is going to act on that. They're going to take their own approach, and they probably won't do anything until perhaps June, but we do hope that at some point here, late spring, early summer, there will be an opportunity to come up with another package that will also address the ongoing effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. Finally, USDA recently announced the first payment in 2020 for dairy farms signed up for the highest level of coverage under the Dairy Margin Coverage Program. If you look at the futures markets, coverage levels at even lower thresholds are going to be triggered in the spring months. In fact, we're going to see terribly low margins here in April and May. But hopefully, as we're talking here in the middle part of May, it looks like things will turn around and get better the latter half of the year. Now, that's speculation based on what the futures markets are telling right now. But hopefully as the economy begins to unfreeze and we begin to see more people going to restaurants, more travel, more activities like that that will increase dairy demand, that's what the markets are counting on. Additional resources are available at www.nmpf.org forward slash coronavirus. Again, that's nmpf.org forward slash coronavirus. And we want to thank the National Association of Farm Broadcasting for those reports. 
And next up on Fast Line Fast Track, you know how much we love that true traditional country music sound. And this week we have a real treat for you. We have an artist with a strong farming background. Sam L. Smith is his name. He's an FFA member from Montgomery County, Kentucky, who's performed as a finalist in the National FFA Talent Competition in 2019 and won the National Barrel Horse Association Idol Contest. He recently released a tribute to FFA members titled Blue Jackets and is now releasing a new single, The Way You Make Me Feel. Sam, welcome into Fast Line Fast Track. Hey, thank you, buddy. We appreciate it so much. So you haven't let the coronavirus slow you down at all. You've had a couple of high-profile music releases here over the past couple months. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Everything's been down and out, and I thought I'd lift the spirits and put some songs out, so that's exactly what I did. So take me back a bit. Tell me how you got started in singing music. So my family on my dad's side, it's just a long list of bluegrass singers and uh you know, stuff like that. And when they was probably my age and, you know, growing up, I could hear dad telling the stories of, uh, you know, they went out on uh, Saturday night, played bluegrass all night, come home real late, and then woke up for church, woke up uh, for church for the following Sunday, and uh, they'd be singing somewhere else. And, you know, so it's in my blood and it's in my family. My dad can't sing a lick, so it skipped him and I guess hit me. So, but anyways, it all started uh, with uh, me missing the school bus one day and, uh, I just, you know, a principal come up to me, he's like, you have an interesting voice. And uh, I was like, well, I just need to get to my school bus. I'd really like to go home. And he sit and talk to me for a minute. You know, I was waiting for my parents to pull up and pick me up from school from where I missed the bus. And uh, they said, uh, hey, let's call the choir teacher. Maybe we can get you an audition. I said, buddy, I can't sing. So next thing you know, uh, they, I guess I could sing or according to them, I could sing. And I just, uh, went on with my music career and uh, these past couple of years I've uh, been really you know staying strong to my music and trying to work hard at it and trying to you know make a name for myself so tell me a bit about some of the artists that you like to listen to oh my well I really like to listen to Josh Turner and Randy Travis Daryl Singletary uh, some of the true people in country music those are my that's my top three now, if you ask me to pick out of the top three, I couldn't tell you because they're all my favorites. And you can hear a lot of those influences in your voice here. I hear a lot of that, and I'm sure uh, with kind of the deep voice, you, you get that comparison to Josh Turner and uh, and maybe Scotty McCreary and uh, even William Michael Morgan at times. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, I love that. Uh, I sing every now and then. I'll sing a little bit of William Michael Morgan, and uh, I sing a lot of Josh Turner, of course, because uh, in the national talent when i was down there for fsa that's the song that i got top three with is uh the baby locked the door song that everybody really knows by josh Tunch. that's one of those that stood the test of time you know you'll still turn on the radio and hear that one come on every now and again oh yeah it's just a true classic tell me a bit about your farming and ffa background sure absolutely well we have a few head of cattle and we have probably around 100 acres and we farm a little bit and uh uh you know we barrel race too we have a few Corner horses that we have, and we breed them a little bit. So, you know, in FFA, uh, I mean, it's just a great organization to be in. If you're an underclassman, probably middle school or anything like that, and you're interested in FFA, you could definitely join it. Uh, you don't even have to be a farmer. It's just a good organization to be a part of. So, tell me a bit about what it was like here to uh, get, get involved in that talent competition and, and take that all the way to the finals. Oh, my goodness. Well, I think as far as I know, I'm one of the very few people uh, that's uh, from Kentucky that's been a national talent. And uh, so I had to go online and register to do it and send in a video. 
there was hundreds of people that done it, and they took down the top 50. And then we got the thing after the top 50, they took the top 15, and the top 15 thing on Lucas Oil Stadium live on RNC TV, which is a huge deal in the beginning. And, uh, man, I'm just having a hard time trying to think about it now. I'm starting to get nervous. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it was awesome. And I got top 15. And uh, next thing you know, I was in the top three singing in front of a full stadium crowd uh, for the national convention there. And uh, Lucas Oil Stadium live on TV. I mean, it was just, uh, you know, undescribable, let me put it that way. So how do you take things from just singing in front of crowds like that and, and singing at school to actually turning that into a recording career? Well, it just, you tell the people enjoy it. And, uh, you know, if it connects with the people, it'll connect to me. And then once people started liking it, uh, you know, I really thought into about recording and stuff like that. And something I probably want to pursue in. And so your, your summer plans here uh, include a Texas trip coming up here. You're going to be at the Pleasant Grove Cowboy Church in Decatur, Texas on June 19th, Summerfest in Eureka, Texas on June 20th, and the Wise County Cowboy Church in Decatur, Texas on June 21st. Yes, sir. I mean, we're, we're super excited about that. And, uh, to share a little bit of my music ministry with them and... Uh, it's just an awesome opportunity to go down to Texas and uh, sing for a bunch of cowboys. That's awesome. Have you done Texas before? No, this will be my first time going down to Texas to sing. But I've been down there just to, you know, for trips and just kind of a hangout spot. And that's where I went for my birthday. And I just love Texas. So I was like, well, maybe we just need to see if we can go down and sing to Texas. And sure enough, we had uh, people really interested. And we didn't want to go too long, so we just fixed fixed up a few churches to sing at and that's what we went with well once they hear you they might claim you and not let you back out of the state well i don't think it hurt my feelings <laughs> <laughs> that uh, brand of music fits right in tell me about the gospel aspect of it because i know that uh, go, goes back since you were a little boy being involved and in being interested in gospel music as well yeah well i grew up in church and uh every sunday and wednesday night that's where i am and uh it is just such an awesome opportunity to witness the people and uh, coming out with country songs you know that's a good way to get a hold of uh, other people from maybe people that don't listen to christian music but maybe like my voice i can maybe reel them into my christian music as well so that's really the goal with all this but uh i, I mean uh, i work for the lord god has called me to do uh, uh this ministry and uh, i believe that he's uh, working really hard with me and want me to do his work. So I'm so blessed and honored to have all these opportunities and to be working for him and sharing my ministry as well. What's your favorite traditional gospel song to sing? Mm, I like a good hymn song to sing, and it's usually Will the Circle Be Unbroken or I Fly Away. Probably I Fly Away. That's a great song. Love it. So what's next for you? Well, man, we're working on a project right now, and I uh, just went down to Nashville probably a couple weeks ago working with uh, – uh, new step records that I just signed with and uh, we're working on a full gospel album and uh, it's more of a Christian country it's so exciting we work with some of the best we've worked with uh, people that uh, I never thought I would work with and uh, I can't wait to tell everybody about it and maybe come out with a radio single on one of my Christian country albums what was that experience like recording in Nashville oh my I mean it was yeah, I'm going to say it's kind of breathtaking, too. 
uh, working with some of the best musicians that's played on Alan Jackson, George Strait, Terry Clark's album. Uh, I mean, it was it was it was crazy. I just never thought I'd have an experience to do something like that. Where did you record at? We recorded at Hilltop Records. Nice, uh, right on the outskirts of uh, Nashville. But uh, it was, I mean, it was just the same as probably going in downtown Nashville. That's excellent. So, uh, what what kind of plans do you have uh, after your senior year here? Well, I'm thinking about going to the University of probably Moorhead and uh, getting a business degree. And if the music career don't work out, we're thinking about, you know, opening up uh, insurance and, you know, maybe doing insurance agent or something like that. But uh, that's always the backup plan. But right now I'm pushing hard as I can to, uh, you know, possibly make music a full career. Well, I tell you what, I think uh, you're headed down the right road. And uh, always good to have a backup plan, but... uh, if uh, these first few singles are any indication, man, you've got a bright future in this business here. Well, I appreciate it, and people like you make it possible, and we sure do appreciate it. Well, I can tell you, you always have a platform to bring that new music on here, and uh, folks want to know more about where uh, you're going to be, or if they want to know more about your music, where can they go to check you out? Uh, they can go to www.samlsmith.com, and uh, you can also find me on facebook uh, my facebook page is sam l smith and you can also find me on instagram cowboy myth official and make sure you get that l in there so you don't get that british bloke on pop radio oh yeah that's right that's why i had to change my name because my my name is sam smith and we had to change it up to sam l smith and so that's all right but uh, the l everybody asks what does that mean that means uh lewis so Sam Lewis Smith is my name. Well, hopefully he'll bring you some traffic one of these days. Well, maybe one of these days. We'll see. <laughs> well, Sam, I tell you what, man, I, I sure do appreciate chatting with you and learning about you and wish you the best of luck here in your upcoming school year and the best of luck in your career here. And, man, if we can ever do anything for you here on Fast Line Fast Track, you have always got a home here, buddy. Absolutely. We very really appreciate it, and uh, God bless each and every one of you. And God bless you. We're going to... Uh, Uh, Now let you listen to some of the music of Sam L. Smith. Honey, I love the way you make me feel 
the new single from Sam L. Smith, The Way You Make Me Feel. And now a feel-good track that fits right in with the summer and memories of summers gone by. It's Best Things in Life. A stick in a ball in an empty lot Every afternoon sun blazing hot We had a real good time Never caught a dime On rainy days we'd play inside Pitch our tents in there, we hide till the dinner bell. Yeah, I remember well. Daddy prayed, and we'd hold hands, and we'd give thanks for what we had. All the best things in life have always been free. It doesn't take a fortune to know how good a life can be. It's the simple things that mean the most to me. All the best things in life are free. house on Sunday night We'd all eat blackberry pie And the tale she told Never did get old In the pale moonlight of her backyard We caught fireflies and mason jars Till we had to go Daddy took us home We'd pull in our drive And we'd pretend To be asleep for a free ride to bed All the best things in life Have always been free It doesn't take a fortune To know how good a life can be It's the simple things That mean the most to me All the best things in life Are free By a willow tree Wading down in Johnson's Creek Kicking through the fallen leaves Singing Amazing Grace On a front porch swing All the best things in life Have always been free It doesn't take a fortune To know how good a life can be It's the simple things That mean the most to me all the best things in life All the best things in life
That was Best Things in Life. And now we want to close out our time with Sam L. Smith with his salute to his Blue Jacket buddies in the FFA. This is Blue Jackets. his grandpa before him working hard for his family up early every morning revving up his own John Deere pouring out his own blood and tears his future farmers got it in his heart and his FFA blue jackets where it starts he's got brothers and sisters all across this land wearing their Jackets, this country's in their hands. They're gonna work the air, put the food on the table, and they're gonna leave the way as long as they're able. Don't worry, America. These blue jackets have you covered. Daddy planted, and they didn't know it. They might lose every sprout if it came along summer trout. She folds her hands and prays all season long with her blue jacket on. She's got brothers and sisters all across this land wearing them old blue jackets. Countries in their hands, and they're gonna work the air. Put the food on the table, and they're gonna lead the way as long as they're able. Don't worry, America, these blue jackets have you covered. These gold letters on my back tell my story and my song. That I'm gonna carry on And I wear these colors proudly Like I was raised to do And I get someone to say Hey, I'm a blue jacket too I'm a blue jacket too I've got brothers and sisters All across this land Wearing them old blue jackets This country's in their hands And they're gonna work the air As don't worry, America. These blue jackets have you covered. And that was the music of Sam L. Smith. He's going to be a big star, folks, so keep an eye on him. You can check him out at samlsmith.com and also at samlsmithmusic on Facebook. 
As always, we want to thank our friends at the Ernest Tubb Record Shop, 417 Broadway, in the heart of downtown Nashville, Tennessee, for making that performance possible. We hope when the shop reopens, you'll go and support them. They have a great selection of traditional country music on CD and vinyl, and a huge selection of really cool merchandise. You can check them out at etrecordshop.com. And while you're searching the internet in your downtime, head on over to fastline.com. Check out the equipment locator with the price comparison tool featuring the Iron Average powered by Iron Solutions. And while you're on the website, don't forget to sign up to receive your print catalog for your state or region. Even through this pandemic, the Fastline catalog is still being delivered to your mailbox. And if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the Fastline Fast Track podcast at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or iHeartRadio. Also, be sure to like Fastline Fast Track on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And don't forget to add our Spotify playlist to your library for music from past, current, and upcoming guests of the show. Well, next week, we'll talk about hay tools. And we'll have the latest information on how COVID-19 is affecting the agriculture industry and more great traditional country music. Until then, it's Brent Adams saying y'all come back and bring along a friend. You've been listening to Fast Line Fast Track, presented by Fast Line Media Group. To learn more about Fast Line's customer-focused marketing solutions, visit FastLineMediaGroup.com and check out our brand websites, FastLine.com, BigAg.com, and PinkTractor.com. If you have topic suggestions for future podcasts, drop us a line at Brent.Adams at FastLine.com. <laughs>